0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Today is January 29th, and it's the Game By Show podcast. My name's LeGrand Jolly, and I'm joined with Jeremy Lamont. Hello, and good evening. Welcome. Hello. Hi. And also on Skype with us tonight, the one and only Dale Jones. Hello, Dale. How y'all doing? Good. What's the uh, heavy metal music video of the week for our listeners? Uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, Iron Maiden, the Trooper. Uh, I haven't seen that video before, though.
1: I'll have to watch it. It's just one of those where they're like on stage performing. Oh,
0: I oh, like, but those it's ones. intercut
1: with like historical. I think it's probably like World War One footage of like cavalry charges and stuff.
0: That's cool. Sweet. Yeah, pretty cool. That's pretty metal. It is. Well, uh, I'm. I spent the day snowboarding, so I'm pretty tired tonight. So we got that high energy, high energy <laughs> podcast. Yeah, and I, when you go snowboarding, you take kids snowboarding with you. Man, it's No. It's it's uh, it's a good time. This For is sure. why I play video games and I never go outside. Yeah, well I can get behind that. maybe you should go snowboarding. You live in Utah, bro. Maybe. I've actually never been snowboarding, I've
2: never been skiing. Oh, uh, really? I made some snow angels once.
1: Even I have been skiing and snowboarding.
2: I can write my name in the snow, which is something that only the snow mountain people folk with your you? Oh, that's vulgar. I meant with my finger. Well you don't have to write your name. Yeah,
0: Dale. Jeez, this is a family podcast. I peed in the back country of Utah today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get this show going. News,
2: Jeremy? Yeah, that's right. So uh, we're gonna start out with the news of the week. We've got quite a raft of ongoings here in the video game world. Uh, first, we're gonna take a quick visit back to the Oculus Zenimax VR trial that's going on. Uh, they have closed their statements, both the defense and the prosecution. And, uh, they've turned it over to a jury, and, uh, ZeniMax is asking for a $4 billion settlement in Seems their favor. excessive. Yeah, that's $2 billion in compensation and $2 billion in punitive damages, The uh, attorney for ZeniMax said that uh, if the information to make virtual reality viable was available in libraries and with online resources just as the Oculus folks have said, then plenty of other companies would be doing just the same thing and it means that the final functionality of the Oculus code had to come from somewhere and that somewhere was John Carmack and ZeniMax Technology with the Rage VR Testbed and Doom 3 BFG edition. The uh, defense over at Oculus argued to the same jury that the multi-billion dollar lawsuit was driven by ZeniMax's embarrassment,
0: jealousy, and anger, not facts. Uh, there are lots of people doing VR. Yeah, There's lots of VR devices out there. That is true, but but in you know in
2: favor of I guess just ZeniMax having something you know as far as a lawsuit. Uh, not everybody has John Carmack, so you know I don't know. Um, so this lawsuit uh, has been going on since May of 2014, and jurors are going to have a chance to deliberate and uh, come back with. Gosh, I don't know what. You guys want to call this? You want to do a Babe Ruth here and call it where it's going to land? Hmm. I think it's going to be thrown out.
1: Where Where is it?
2: So this know. is in Dallas, <laughs> Texas is where this is. Uh, where oh, this
1: is Dallas,
0: Texas. I didn't yeah. see. I didn't see. Just based off. Carmack what? is
1: a Dallas guy, a Texas guy. So um, does that mean it's going to go in his favor? Wait, which one is his favor? Facebook?
2: Uh yeah, so uh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I think I think so. Yes. The company he works for. Yeah, yes. who he works yeah. for now. That's correct. He's kind of the so. linchpin of this whole thing, so it's kind of like Kind of he is. Kind of he is, yeah. So, I don't know. I uh do you do you think they're going to be awarded anything at Cinemax? Do you think
0: there's going to be any sort of finding in their favor? Uh, I don't know. No? 4 billion would put anyone out of business. Well, any small company like I, I, Well, I guess it's Facebook, right? Yeah, that's... So it, maybe exactly. Not. Yeah, when they bought Oculus. I was thinking how if much it was did just Oculus. Uh,
2: two billion, but I think it came out just recently that it was closer to three after all of the, after all was said and done. So hmm. a, a fairly significant amount. Uh, I'm going to say that if there is a ruling in favor of Zenimax, it will be a pittance of the four billion that they're asking for. I, I do not feel strongly that, uh, Zenimax has a real strong case here. So. Uh, nor do I. All right. So I guess yeah, I, all th- th- I figure
1: it'll theory. probably come out more toward Facebook Oculus than
2: towards Zenimax. Uh, In the meantime, Facebook has named a new Oculus VR leader in Hugo Barra, who uh, is taking over for Brandon Uribe, who uh, stepped down as the CEO to lead a PC group within Oculus, and uh, Palmer Luckey is still basically MIA nowhere to be found, so kind of interesting there. Uh, Over in other partnerships, we've got Square Enix, who is teaming up with Marvel for a project dealing with the Avengers. Square Enix and Marvel have partnered to create multiple games based on the Avengers franchise, according to an announcement by Square Enix. Uh, They released a short teaser, but shows hints of heroes like Captain America and Iron Man. Um, And in this case, they are not going to assemble, but to reassemble. I'm not sure here whether this is going to be based specifically on the films, or just kind of the general Avengers franchise. You know what this seems like to me? What's that? This,
1: to me, this more than anything, seems to kind of herald
2: the downslope of the whole MCU venture. Well, and now, why is that? Because of Square Enix? Or?
1: I can't rationally give you a reason other than <laughs> when they get to the point where they're making video games,
2: then... It's already not cool anymore. You know what I mean? Well, but Marvel has already. I mean, they've released lots of video games, right? I mean, we've got stuff like, uh, you know, the in the past. Yeah, they've they've released yeah. quite a few,
1: and in recent years they've been doing. So they stopped doing them after the Sega Iron Man games for PS3. There was like those Iron Man and Iron horrible. Man Two that were both really. There, there was awful. also
2: like Ultimate Alliance. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Those kinds of I things. think those um, were th- th- those were probably before the last Sega ones that petered out. Um
0: well and they've also been, upcoming, when uh, they've when been did the when did Lego they start for heavy in the time. MCU stuff? When did they start doing that? They haven't. In video games or just in general? Well not for video games, but in general. In in video in games. Oh I don't know. I mean it was probably did that start back with the when first they, Iron Man movie? Yeah, yeah like yeah, Iron yeah, Man
2: the, or Captain America, yeah. Iron Man. Well, and the other thing is there's a Spider-Man movie that's coming out now, uh, is it this year, later this year? And there's going to be an Insomniac Games uh, work based on that. And that's not going to be a Sony thing anymore. I think that is, I mean, Marvel is actually going to be doing that since Spider-Man made the appearance in the uh, Civil War movie. So, uh, I don't know. You know, to me, actually, kind of the opposite seems true. Where it used to be that you'd get a lot of movies and games sort of synergizing and coming out at the same time. And it seems like there's been very little of that lately. So this There has. Is... So, do you think this is a return? To that. Maybe. I mean, I, I just can't think of the last time. So, uh, the next Avengers movie is coming out in 2018, May of 2018. Uh, Square Enix says they'll reveal more details about this project in 2018. I don't know whether that means the release date is going to be anywhere near, but... Here's what I'm thinking.
1: I'm thinking that this is not tied into the MCU, that it's its own MGU, we'll call it. Oh my goodness. Um, but that they're going to try to unroll it the same way, and I think people are if they, I mean, if that's what they do, I, I, I think there's going to be very little patience for that because just because of the nature of how long games take and make and how they're even more hit or miss than movies, um, even when they're crafted from the same template. You know, look at something like Assassin's Creed or the Far Cry mm-hmm. series or something. So the um, MGU. So that's kind of my gut reaction to this whole thing, based on a whole lot of nothing other than that's
0: just how I... If they're making a, a Kingdom Hearts w- with Marvel, though. Marvel and Disney characters. And Wars, uh, that would be too, kind of interesting. It. With uh, Final Fantasy people, I guess. I don't know. And then you get the best
2: dialogue from all of these superheroes <laughs> following their heart to look inside themselves and find the truth. Uh, That gave me some cold shivers. Mm. Uh, Moving right along to uh, GTA boss Leslie Benzies, who formerly was of Rockstar North and uh, was sort of deposed in that weird scenario, was it last year, the year before? Uh, But
1: those people needed the Benz, right?
2: Yeah. Don't you remember that? (laughs) There's like that quote from some...
1: Some interview or something where like people were saying, give me the Benz, gotta get the Benz on this. Gotta
2: get the Benz. Well, the <laughs> Benz is now working on a game of his own called Everywhere, uh, which is currently the working title for new game, which, uh, get this, is going to be built on Amazon's Lumberyard game engine, uh, which actually I think is a modified version of... CryEngine. CryEngine, CryEngine, that's right. And, uh, Benzies has uh, said in a press release that our goal is to create a platform where players can be entertained and also entertain others while blurring the lines between reality and a simulated world. I've seen some screenshots of this. It looks a little bit like Grand Theft Auto, but I guess will be uh, a little bit different. Uh, Amazon's technologies and cloud services provide us the power and flexibility to create a new type of game that was never before possible for today's massive gaming communities. Lumberyard's client and cloud features free us up to focus on the innovative, creative elements of our game. Uh, the triple game engine, deeply integrated with Amazon's web services, including Amazon, GameLift, and Twitch, is uh, kind of what they uh, are are banking on this time. Uh, Benzies is joined on the project by a couple of former employees from Rockstar, uh, which was Edinburgh, Scotland, Matthew Smith, and Colin Entwistle, which, uh, I'm pretty sure an Entwistle is how you summon an Entmoot, with an Entwistle. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh Uh-huh. Uh, We're gonna bring it back home from Scotland here to Salt Lake City, Utah, where former Disney Studio Avalanche Software has reopened under Warner Brothers. Uh, this was one of the big heartbreaks for for me. You might remember in the game uh, in the Game Bite Show. Uh, year he still in he mentions it every episode. I, I have not gotten over it. But guess what? Those guys are coming back. At least some of them, because I think a lot of them moved on to an AR company. But Avalanche Software is actually reopening in Salt Lake City, Utah, under Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. Which uh, you know directly I, I under the...
1: they're in the same building they're just one floor down. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, the funny thing is that they were previously competitors, right? So Warner Brothers is doing the Lego um, Lego Dimensions game, which is basically the you know the
0: third pillar. Is that I guess, continuing of the on Games to Life? They're releasing the Knight Rider like, okay. right. this week or next week. Yeah, they're still, they're, they're still doing it. Although
2: it will be, be kind of interesting. I mean, a lot of these now are going on sale as well. I mean, the big thing about the... Um, one of my complaints about the Lego one was just the, the cost of everything, and now those are starting to go on the, the usual retail sales and stuff. So, uh, I don't know. I guess we'll kind of see. Uh, right now, they're actually not going to be working on Lego Dimensions. They're actually going to be working on an adaptation of Cars 3, which is due out later this year. So, get this. Warner Brothers reopened a Disney studio to work on... A Disney franchise
0: for Warner Brothers, which is kind of weird. Drain the swamp. Cool. Yeah. Well, Disney's out of the games. They just want to license stuff out. So why not Warner yeah, Brothers? Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly right.
2: And you know, if Warner Brothers is going to take on the you know the risk and the and the payroll, I guess they'll they'll go ahead and do it. Which clearly they have. So uh cars 3 uh, the movie that this is based on is going to be coming out in uh, june just in a few months and i doubt the game will be ready by then so another situation where a game is not going to synergize with a movie i guess
0: nor will it be good mm-hmm. so
2: i don't know i don't know they've what, the movie know, or I the mean, game
0: all of the above oh <laughs> i was thinking of the game but
2: yeah uh synergizing <laughs> elsewhere in the entertainment world i don't world.
0: care for the cars movies i'm sorry no but, I, I mean after the ride the first at disneyland's, disneyland's okay yeah after the first people movie, seem to but, like it
2: Synergizing elsewhere in the gaming world, Microsoft and Windows 10 synergizing with a game mode, which is rolling out on a preview build of Windows 10. Uh, basically, uh, it's a new settings app, or a new a new feature in the settings app, which says... Uh, uh, or, according to Microsoft, starting today, you'll find settings for game bar, game DVR, game mode, and broadcasting and, sc- and streaming in the new gaming area. Not all elements of the section will be visible in today's build. We'll continue to develop and deploy gaming settings over time. Uh, basically, what this seems to do is to uh, switch over the processing and the uh, graphics capabilities of the computer to focus more specifically on uh, performance, I guess. So, um, I don't know, it's right now in sort of an early uh, early preview mode, but uh, kind of interesting, and I don't know if this is necessarily going to uh, work with all types of game titles, whether it's something that'll work with Steam or something that'll only work on Windows native uh, types of things. In fact, as of right now, uh, there are... Well, Game only... Bar can be opened anywhere. Yeah, so the Game Bar specifically... You can open
0: Game Bar on a browser. On, on
1: my Excel sheet or something?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah you could if you did if you hit windows g or with excel open it would say is this a game and you could say yes and it would open it up yeah i don't know what that means but...
2: well and there are some specific uh games that work with the game bar in full screen mode so they've got a list of them here um games including uh paragon guild wars 2 payday 2 left for dead 2 uh, rainbow six siege Legrand, you got to try that out and uh, the Sims uh half-life and three yeah it works with half-life three <laughs> that's on the list oh man um so that is something that we might look for in uh in the future but uh kind of kind of interesting that it's rolling out uh in such a timely fashion now in windows 10 that we're going to have a gaming mode so i don't know Uh, a couple of milestones to celebrate here overwatch is continuing to grow and now over 25 million people are playing overwatch there's not a whole lot to say about that but that appears to be across all platforms none of them
1: are on the point
2: yeah, exactly. Nobody is uh, nobody is guarding that payload. Get um, on the damn it. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically how it goes. And everybody, everybody Defeat. is uh, Genji. At so. least I got chicken. That one guy. Yep. Uh, over at Xbox Live, current monthly active users is reaching a record 55 million players, which is. Um, a uh, pretty significant milestone for them the first time it's been that high. Their overall gaming revenue is down 3% year for year, but lots of people playing online. In fact, think about this. Uh, a little less than half of all Xbox Live players in number are playing Overwatch, uh, which kind of seems pretty significant. So, well, Most of those guys are on PC. Yeah. Saying. Well, I'm glad you mentioned PC, LeGrand, because there's some other news in the PC I, world. Uh, uh.
0: We planned this.
2: Yeah, Go Ni no Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom has been announced to be coming to PC. Heck yeah. Uh, Bandai, Namco, and Level 5 announced yeah. that it will release on the PC alongside PS4. Uh, I don't know whether that means day and date, uh, but from what I understand, there's actually not a date yet for the game whatsoever, but this is just the latest in a series of Japanese games, and role-playing games in particular, to come to PC. Uh, which kind of begs the question now, um, you know, People got on the Japanese developers quite a bit for not being able to release their games on PC and to do it well. Well, now they're doing it, so uh, Rockstar. I guess we kind of are looking forward to seeing uh, Red Dead Redemption Two come out on PC day and date. I think you can make it happen if these guys over in Japan can do it. I think you can probably do it yeah. too.
0: Yeah, and I'm, I'm I just made eye eye contact with my sealed copy of Ninokuni One for PC. Yeah. <laughs> is it giving you a,
1: like, like, a, like come hither stare? Or <laughs>
0: No, it's like, oh, come on, man. Just, man, I don't know. Find your PS3 and plug it in. Put me in there. I want to play. Crack that shrink wrap, man. Come on. <laughs> uh, finally,
2: over in Japan, uh, other interesting developments of synergy and, and uh, brand uh, co-marketing. Uh, a Japanese television series will launch featuring Final Fantasy XIV, uh, which is inspired by a true story of a family who bonded through Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, the title, though, might turn you off. It's called Final Fantasy XIV: <laughs> Daddy of Light. Uh, Daddy I'm of not, Light. Nice. Not actually, not actually making this up either. <laughs> Um, it's actually the first time that a Final Fantasy product has been the subject of a live action TV series, according to Model Press, who is the, uh, Japanese news site (laughs) that broke the story. Daddy of Light Light stars... Because you
1: see, the Final Fantasy heroes were originally called the Warriors of Light. And this is about... Their dad? I don't know. Not,
2: well, so this is a, so it stars a father and son pair who fall head over heels in love with Final Fantasy XIV, and despite their general generational differences, both men find common ground with the online game, bringing them closer together. Is uh, that, is that a real ever, synopsis? Did you, know you just what? make that up? Uh, that's what that's what came from the uh, Japanese news
0: site. That, that, that all the was kids wanted. are playing Minecraft; and they're not playing MMOs. I'm sorry. Well, this is for they're adults. That, see, that's you're that's no the kicker here. Life. Like,
2: this is actually a serious <laughs> no. relationship drama. Yeah, you're a daddy I, of. Darkness. Ah! Daddy of Darkness? Oh, man. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV Daddy of Light will air on Japanese station TBS. We're not sure whether it's going to come to America. Please, I hope it comes to America in some form. It's wanna, not coming to
0: America. I want to get on. the
2: fan dub of Daddy of Light. Um, Father but, of Light. Yeah. Wouldn't that be terrible if it came out and it was Father of Light? Anyway, we'll, we'll have to, you know, if, if nothing else, maybe we can watch the. Daddy uh,
0: Issues of Light. Daddy Issues of Light
2: and watch the, the uh, show when it airs and uh, gets bootlegs all over the
0: internet. I'll get right on that, Jeremy. Go for Can't it. Wait.
2: Le- Legrand, make it happen. That'll be our new thing.
0: Okay, I got some new releases. Uh, tech-gaming.com has our new release list for the week, and there are three that we've written down. I'm going to add one more. Uh, Hitman, the full, complete season, is out as a complete standalone package for console games. Previously, it was an episodic game, but you could buy a season pass previously. But anyway... I'm playing that game, so that's that. Uh, Double Dragon Four. I think this is just like, hey, it's been a while. Let's make a Double Dragon game, and so they did, right? Is that what this is basically?
1: Uh, yeah, like using. Or is this like a new like uh? Style, is... um, oh, was it eight bit style? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's meant to look like um, I think Double Dragon Two probably on NES.
0: So do you can you only kick backwards? That's what I need to know. Oh, about. I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, Dynasty Warriors God Seekers. Because yeah, we need so another Dynasty, Dynasty Warriors, Warriors game. game. It's about yeah, time. Yeah,
1: what? What is, is that a license? I'm not sure what that is
2: either. seekers uh, or Dynasty Warriors?
1: Yeah, Dynasty the Warriors is a video game. It has about.
0: There. Oh yeah, I don't know what that is. No idea. Uh, but a quick Google search will tell me that it is a Dynasty Warriors game. Oh, it's a, a tactics experience. Is it not the typical Dynasty I don't Warriors?
2: know. Usually it's a Musou game, right? No, so. it's
0: a tactics game.
2: Well,
1: that's kind
0: of cool. Well, yeah. that's it. Well, there you go. It's a tactics game. You've heard it here first. Everyone else assumed it was just another one of those Dynasty Warriors games. But not and us. Can you, can we sleuthed it out. So we went the extra mile. We sleuthed it out. That's right. Live. Uh, And finally, Dext. Is a PlayStation VR game that's coming out. Um,
2: yeah, I, I actually had no idea that this was even in the works. It's a Ninja Theory shooter that's going to be on VR. Um, and Ooh. as far as I know, Ninja Theory was only working on Hellblade, which is yeah, sort of Yeah, they haven't even finished Hellblade yet, have they? Exactly. So, I mean, I, I did not know Dale's that they were pissed. working on this at they, all. They can't so. make this. Yeah, exactly. So this is sort of a first-person, like, if you look at the trailer for it, it... Um, is a little bit res kind of it's like a rail shooter type thing and uh you know i will pretty much play anything that ninja theory does so i'm pretty much instantly excited
0: about this one well all, it's only ten dollars on it's on oculus rift and uh acc Vive. so come oh, over and play it not bad we will maybe i will it. uh star wars
2: pinball rogue one if you like the pinball stuff yeah no 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 no, Skullgirls' second encore is coming to retail for forty bucks, which Skullgirls is a great game. Uh, I don't know about the forty dollars though. When you've been able to get it on, like, I'm not
1: sure what second encore or whatever, what all that in- entails. It's, it's just that the... they've been
2: releasing
0: updates and it's stuff. Kingdom Hearts treatment. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Got to do a math equation. Yep. Unlocks some characters. Yeah. And that's it. Those are the new releases. How fun! Excellent. Which one are you playing? Dexed, uh, yeah, I dexed. guess
1: maybe I might try Double Dragon Four.
0: Uh, yeah, Double Dragon Four would be cool.
2: Sure. I'm not. I'm not uh, planning on
1: playing any of them, but we'll see. One day.
2: I noticed that uh, Earthlock Festival of Magic is coming out to the PlayStation Four, and we actually talked about that on a previous Game Bite show. So if you go back and take a look at uh, some of our archive, there, Earthlock Festival of Magic, which is a pretty decent harkening back to PlayStation Two RPGs. Neat. <laughs> all right. That's all. That's it. Well, let's talk about a topic.
1: Um, and I was looking at the list of prospective topics, which we keep top secret classified, of course. <laughs> um, no leaks here, but...
2: Alternative fact topics. That's right.
1: Um, and I have actually a really good entry for, for this one that's I've, I've timely to what I've been playing. So um, we're going to talk for a little bit about franchises that kind of went away for whatever reason and then just resurfaced sort of unannounced... Uh, as a kind of surprise to everyone, like years, years later, years later. Mm. And um, so I'm curious to see what examples you guys can think of. But I've actually been playing a game, and I'll talk about it on the Wednesday show, um, called Spec Ops The Line. And that is actually a perfect example of this phenomenon, because it came out in, I think it's like 2012, and it was the first game in the basically defunct and and once again defunct um because the line didn't perform um but it was a series at one point in like the late 90s early 2000s called spec ops and i guess it was probably just like a pc exclusive sort of third person it's the type of game that they just didn't put on consoles back in the day right um But yeah, so so Spec Ops The Line came out several years ago, and it was this, like, sort of attempt to not bring back the series, but kind of to reboot it. Um, And it had some pretty grand ambitions, um, and, um, you know, it it turned out to be, like, a pretty neat game, but yeah, I don't think it uh, probably sold a tenth of what it should have to... uh, to be continued, I guess. But anyway, I, I thought that was kind of an interesting quirk, quirky fact about that series is that, or about that game, was that it was, um, if I guess maybe in name only, it was, it had a, a series legacy behind it.
2: Well, that one in particular actually was very well regarded critically. It was sort of a heart of darkness. I mean, I don't know how far you've gotten into it yet, but... I finished um, it. it. Oh, did you? Okay, yeah. So it, it has some very uh, overt, I mean, they're they're definitely going for a... Uh, I mean, I mean, you'll get a chance to talk about it, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was almost sort of an artsy kind of thing. I mean, the original Spec Ops was like, like what? I mean, it was like, uh, Delta I don't know of... that I
1: ever played any of the original ones. I, I, I do remember playing a, a game like way back in the day on the PS2 that was like, I think it was like Combat Ops Desert Storm or something like that. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think it was in the same series. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that I mean, you, was the you can day you could mash three like,
2: words together, and I and I could believe that it was.
1: Well, game. that was back in the in the time when like Rainbow Six actually meant you know hardcore tactical action, which I guess you know nowadays it may be back to that. Um, I, I know we have a Siege fan here on the show today. Huh.
0: Yes, right. Um, That's me. But yeah, like
1: so. Anyway, how about this phenomenon? I've got another example.
0: I've got one. Uh, Final Fantasy. Just creeped up. That never came well. out. <laughs> what are you talking Final about? Fantasy Fifteen. Um, it's oh. out after after a while. I don't know. I guess. Silence,
2: huh? <laughs> Nothing. I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess that. I, I mean, I, I think that that was sort of a special case because I think it just took them that long to figure out what they, they were did. Doing release. With it. They've 14, been working on it the whole time.
1: And they released fourteen twice. In between thirteen. <laughs> oh, so
2: okay. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's a good one. So, so Dale, you, you said you had a second one. What's your other example here?
1: Uh, well, I was just thinking, and um, the, the, you kind of have to shoehorn it in because it's not, this is one of those series with lots of spinoffs, right? But if you just go by, like, the numbered entries of Shin Megami Tensei, um, that's a series that began, uh, look, I'm looking at the Wikipedia now, like, 1992 for the first one. And then the second one, I think, was out, like, pretty soon after that. But then the third one was a PS2 game that came out in, jeez, let's see, um, 2003. So that's like a 10-year gap between 2 and 3 in that series. And then from 2003, it was before you got to Shin Megami Tensei 4, that was a 20... 13 game so that's that's 10 years dang
2: um and i don't
0: know I mean, what about a, uh, king's a...
2: quest yeah that's a great example yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah actually uh so the question is though which which king's quest are you talking to are or you, are, are you referring to you mean the odd gentleman um chapter based whatever the new one that just came out that just came out because they also yeah. had uh over at um uh I'm trying to remember the name of the publisher now. Phoenix Online Studios, where they did that Silver Lining thing. But but I mean, either way, uh, when was the last official King's Quest game? I mean, it would have been King's Quest Eight back in, geez, 1999 or something like that. I don't know when that. Forever. Came.
1: I'm already on Wikipedia, so hold on just a second. <laughs> well, we we'll, we'll
2: get some facts here. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: King's Quest Eight Seven was 94. There was one in 98. So there was one called
1: Mask of Eternity.
2: Yeah, that's King's Quest Eight
1: which,
2: yeah, uh, yeah 1998. And yeah, that's a, that's a really good example. On 2010,
1: it was really and, and that surprised. even is
2: is is more of a true example, because that is like a... Well, you know, I guess the Odd Gentleman one is sort of a prequel, I suppose. I mean, I, I guess it's supposed to be in the same continuity as opposed to being a reboot, but... See, I thought it was a, really a reboot, is it not? I guess not. Well, it sort of takes... It's sort of... Because in the very first King's Quest, you play as Sir Graham, who is taking you know, taking up the, the mantle of, of King, you know, by fulfilling some quests. And, and this is sort of like young, it's the tale of young Sir Graham kind of questing and, and doing various things, but, I, you know, I'm actually not 100% clear. So, on I'm, a so
1: from the Wikipedia thing here, again, our, where we source all of our data, uh, it says that it's one of several attempts at resurrecting or rebooting the franchise since 98, and its first chapter was released some 32 years after the original King's Quest 1. Dang. And wow. then it says, it's it's seen as neither remake nor necessarily a sequel, but a quote-unquote reimagining.
2: Oh, that's dumb. Now they're making even other... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what is it?
1: It's not yeah. a remake or a sequel. It's a reimagining.
0: What does that even mean? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know.
2: Uh, for my part, uh, I guess I've got a few that kind of come to mind, and, and you know, there's... Stuff that's still in in the works too, like the first one that comes to my mind is like Shenmue Three, which I oh, yeah. I'm not even sure I'm not even sure whether we're gonna see this thing. So there was sort of a spate of these things that were kind of announced and and funded or or, or planned to be 2, funded episode through 3. Kickstarter. Yeah, well, and that one's not even you know <laughs> that was announced. But like there was, was a it? sequel to uh, Waste uh, is it Wasteland that there was a sequel to there was yeah Wasteland Two. To.
1: Yeah, like twenty five years later or something. Yeah. Like that, that and there's a Wasteland three now. Actually, that I think they're making Wasteland three at the moment. Yeah,
2: I mean once once you get the once you get the motor revving, I guess it's uh, easy to keep going. Uh, there was also, Oh, um, well, I guess it's not technically a, a Baldur's Gate sequel, but the the beam company Beamdog did that uh, that Infinity oh, that's engine. right,
1: they did an interquel um, sort of DLC thing that fits in the middle of Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate two, called yeah. Siege of Dragon Spear.
2: I'm impressed that you remember that. That's very specific. No, it's
1: well, it's a very recent release. And I actually just played through
2: Baldur's Gate, um, I don't know, maybe two two years ago or so. Something like that. How about that? Uh yeah, so like I said, I think there were there were a bunch of people kinda of going back to the well. I mean, I guess if if you think of it, I mean it's I don't think this really counts necessarily for the topic that we have, but we uh uh did the uh Shroud of the Avatar, which is sort of Richard Garriott's attempt at doing a uh you know ultima style game, but I guess I mean that's not technically. Yeah, when was the ultima really.
1: what was so Ultima nine was the previous Yeah one? and that
2: that would have been probably like two early two thousands, two thousand one, two thousand two, something like that? Uh
1: yeah. Ultima nine. Nineteen ninety nine, Jeremy. What was it ninety nine? Oh jeez. Yeah. And so wait, Shroud it, so is there nothing else Ultima between that and shroud of the avatar
2: not really because because the thing is that i don't think richard Garriott actually owns the ip i think that's an ea thing now so he's basically it's it's basically a sequel in all but name i think so
1: what about the like because there's ultima underworld and that's a series of its own too right
2: yeah kind of a little spin-off which actually those are great games by the way i'd love to talk about those at some point um yeah i don't know uh other than that i mean there's a lot of stuff that i think we'd like to see um metroid yeah, in fact... Yeah. Metroid well, I guess if 4, you Metroid consider, Fusion, was the last Metroid one Other M came out fairly recently,
0: I mean, just in the last gen.
1: So uh, is there a Metroid timeline, if you will? <laughs> like, are, Yeah,
0: there is. You and don't have the, uh, the manual, the, <laughs> the Metroid Historia? Historia? Me-
1: yeah, <laughs> Metroid... Well, here's the thing I was wondering about the other day, is, is Metroid the same universe as... Uh, some other Nintendo property, uh, Star Fox. It, That's Star Fox. So, Star Fox. Uh, do Star Fox and what? and Samus Aran exist in the same
2: galaxy? No. And could they kiss? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they probably could. They probably uh, could. rule thirty four. Maybe Andross
1: is hit that, hit that Samus's dad or something.
2: I mean, uh, going by the Super Smash Brothers unification theory, all of these franchises <laughs> exist the And Metal plane. Gear. and they and they will all kiss. Before I'm done with them, is uh, Sonic so in the
1: Smash game.
2: Yes, yep, he think, was in yeah. Brawl, I think. Yep.
1: Well, there you have it. Goodness,
2: wow! And and you know, Sonic kisses humans, so he is in the actual our Mario, universe. So theoretically, Mario Odyssey is going to be in the human world, also. It's the hottest continuity of all time. I'm declaring it right here. <laughs> That's it. I, I think we I think we solved it all. We we answered the question by rationalizing that Sonic and Solid Snake can kiss. Uh, and that's that's where we're going to leave it for love this week. Can bloom love
1: can bloom in the know. Mushroom Kingdom.
2: Gross. <laughs> and uh, listeners, if uh, if this podcast has made love bloom in your Mushroom Kingdom... Um, oh, boy. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> I want to get that looked up. Yeah, uh, yeah. we're going to be back here in just a few days. I'm going to power through this segue. We're going to be back in just a few days to talk to you about the video games that we've been playing. You've had a little bit of a preview on this episode, so lots of exciting stuff coming up and uh, coming soon at you. Uh, if you'd like to talk to us about any of the topics that we've had this week, if you'd like to comment on your favorite franchise that took a long time to release a sequel, let us know about it. Reach out to us on social media. We can be found on Twitter collectively, at Game Bytes Show. You can also find us individually. I am at Jeremy Lamont. Find me at Legrand. And I am at Count Elmdor have uh, also heard in the past of our fourth man, Jared Ruday-Dunn, over at at red underscore i. And Jared uh, is in charge of running our weekly video game streams that you can find over at twitch.tv slash show. You can also take a look at some of our past efforts over at youtube.com slash gamebiteshow. Or you can check all of this stuff over on our internet website, www.gamebiteshow.com. This past week we dipped into Battleborn again for the winter update and kind of explored some of the changes over there. And I uh, kind of got the bug. I kind of want to play some more Battleborn. Uh, I don't think we're going to be playing it again on stream, but uh, you know what? If you'd like to play with us, uh, just reach out to us and, and let us know, and we can maybe hook you up with a, with a game session or two. Um, thanks so much for <laughs> joining us this week. Until <laughs> next time, this has been your Game Byte Show podcast. We will see you next time. Peace
0: see ya.